Ticket's home for sports talk on the FM dial. Also online at theticketfm.com. On the internet. KNTK FM Firth. 93.7 The Ticket. This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here at the Big 8 tournament champion. 93.7 The Ticket veteran and Ortega connoisseur, Jake Bakoven. I like Ortega and I like Pepper. Coming at you live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. Welcome back. Welcome back. We're on the block. We're in the second hour. Thank you for joining us here. On the block on 93.7, the ticket, the ticketfm.com. So we've been talking a little bit about what we expressed that we're going to talk about NFL football a little bit. There's been a lot of turnover. There's been some signings. There's been some concerns by some people that have uh, been at the head of the ship for a little while. One of those individuals is goes by the name, is an OU grad, former Heisman. He goes by the name of Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield finds himself in a unique situation and where he's kind of feeling like he's a little bit slighted, had a really tough uh, season last year, didn't didn't play up to his potential, had some run-ins with the new champion now <laughs> in Odell Beckham Jr. And, and uh, if you watch some of that tape, you, you, you'd kind of understand that uh, he missed him a lot of times. <laughs> and he said, sure, you're going to miss me? Let me go down here and let Steph, Stafford find me. So... Baker Mayfield finds himself in a unique situation right now in that, you know, Deshaun Watson is being courted. Uh, they're looking to make a change. They're looking to make some moves. You know, who's going to land you know, Deshaun Watson in the, in the sweet stakes? We don't know. But at the end of the day, how does a player, Bach, like Baker Mayfield, take that? Now, we understand that, uh, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers – kind of could feel slighted being an MVP type of guy, but a guy who is like himself now, Baker Mayfield, been the head of the ship, made some good runs at it, now finds themselves on the outs with the organization, sent a cryptic tweet, um, I think it was yesterday. So now, how does a guy like that feel coming into this offseason and this free agency when you're looking at now they're looking at other quarterbacks to replace you. Yeah, it's fascinating to see, you know, uh, and, 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 and somewhat frustrating, I, I suppose. It's kind of weird because guys, it's basically media enemy is Colin Cowherd, who is all of a sudden now on his side for having released this thing um, because it, it looks like a, it looks like just – a, a kind of a deal where it's like, hey, I'm I, I'm gonna break the news before it gets broken, you know, kind of let people know how I feel and that I've been, you know, given it all to this city of Cleveland. And you know, so, for some of us, you know, it kind of feels like the time has, has gone by pretty quickly. Baker, I can remember Baker Mayfield playing for the Sooners just a couple of years ago, but I'm sure that's four long years as the start of his career, starting uh, for the Cleveland Browns, got him to the playoffs, um, and then. 
you know, last year didn't go as planned, but he played through a, a, an injury after week six. And, and you know, it, it didn't look all that great. Um, obviously never did develop that chemistry like you were saying with Eldo Beckham Jr. Even Jarvis Landy probably had, has had his better years outside of Cleveland. So it's been a bit frustrating, and it, it's basically um, limited and in, in, in downplayed Baker Mayfield to where he is today, which is not a you know not a top fifteen quarterback, probably still a starter worthy, young enough to to, to feel like there's some upside there, um, but not the prize possession he once was as the number one pick for for the Browns, um, and you know it just kind of gets to that that time for every team in, in, in or every player, I suppose, um, you know, Mitchell Trubisky kind of just went through this a, co- a couple of years ago with the Bears, where if you if you don't have enough success, they're going to be ready to move on. And the Browns have everything else in place. And that's what makes it fascinating for Deshaun Watson, where he's yeah. going to be able to choose to go is you've got Nick Chubb as a running back. Uh, you know, you've got Kareem Hunt yeah. as the backup, Johnny Stanton at fullback for the little shout out for former Husker there. And um, you just brought in Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper and maybe in a, at least, a, you know, at least a top five line in the league, a really good offensive line. That's why the expectations have been there with the Browns over the last couple of years. So it just kind of depends on how you look at it. Cause some people will say, well, you know, I, I don't think he got enough respect for his 2020 season of getting to the, the lowly Browns to the playoffs and they haven't been in the playoffs in so long. And so he should be, you know, more respected for that. Or I've heard the idea of if he just had soldier, shoulder surgery after week six, instead of this off season, um, would the Browns be moving off of him if he did just take him to the playoffs and then gets hurt early? You know, probably not, you know, maybe, but probably not at that point. Maybe at that point you would think it's too early. So is he getting punished for pl- kind of playing through it? Um, but either way, you know, I, I just don't I, – I think that he's a solid NFL quarterback, but he doesn't have a whole lot of big wins on his resume, uh, and the team around him has been built there. So I don't blame the Browns for looking around because Deshaun Watson, you don't have those questions, right? I mean, you have the one question of he had to sit out a year. But whoever gets Deshaun Watson, especially if it's the Browns, um, you know, it, they're, they're a top Super Bowl contender, uh, and I don't think that it's necessarily the same type of hope type of hype that was there with Cleveland years ago. Again, we've, we've talked – I just mentioned everything that was set up for on that offense and a pretty solid defense with Miles Garrett, one of the best defender players uh, leading it, uh, defensive players in the game this, this you know, over the last several years. It's set up in Cleveland there. So I don't I, I think they have got everything outside of the quarterback position ready to roll and that's why they're trying to make this move. And it does come at the expense of, of kind of hurting your quarterback's feelings. I wonder if there was a way for Cleveland to maybe limit some of the, the hurt feelings that are going on throughout it because at this point now, what if they don't get Deshaun? You know, how if they don't win the sweepstakes, how is Baker feeling? Is he gonna be asked to be traded? Because he's seeing them look the other way. And, and it could be a very, it could be very much a PR move, right? At the end of the day, I think Baker Mayfield wants to stay in Cleveland. He understands. He sees the writing on the wall. He understands what they've got there. He knows that it, you know, if he can get healthy and get put himself back in a position to make another run in the playoffs, then then he believes he's the guy to do it. I I, I think he has that 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 mentality and that I can change the minds. And so for me, it could look like a PR stunt, like not a stunt, but like just a PR move. Really Really to just um, grasp the, the the love of the the city, the fans, and the people, and and be able to let them know that hey, I want to stay. I'm 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 committed to you and the city, so forth and so on. So it could be that. But at the end of the day, we do know that other quarterbacks and suitors are out there because the Seahawks landed a monster package in exchange for in exchange for uh, Russell Wilson. 
They got two first round picks, two second round picks, a fifth rounder, and a, and three players on top of that. Now, in this Deshaun Watson sweepstakes, I don't believe that that package, that type of package is available. Although I hear rumors is that they're looking for possibly three first rounders. Since we're on the Browns, here's the projected offer that I want to throw out to you. They're offering a 2022 first round pick at number 13, a 2023 first round pick, and a 2022 second round pick and a 2023 second round pick, a 2022 sixth round, Baker Mayfield, Kareem Hunt, and David Joku. Now that's a package. That's quite a package. <laughs> if you are Houston, is that a package that, that's worthy of your look? I would think so, and I, you know, that's that's a big package. I know I've seen reports too out there that Baker wouldn't be part of the package. I don't really know, wh- you know, that doesn't really fit into me. It, it seems like if he, if he's not, is you know, he's just another trade piece because he has started quality at least, you know, at this point in his career. Um, again, maybe some of the, the belief of the upside isn't it isn't quite as high, but you know, there's a lot of teams looking out just for a starter and, and, not, and a stopgap guy. But Houston needs a starter. Very least, he would be. So. Yeah, Houston would be part of that. Yeah. Um, so they would be interested. In, in getting that in return. So that's why I think he's got to be part of the package if they if they are going to end up with him because what yeah. good does it do to, to have your yeah, former number one pick dude. pressuring Deshaun right. Watson when you know Deshaun Watson's better to begin with. So um, I think that's a huge package. And it's reported out there the Texans have – they're not. It's not a problem of wooing the Texans because they've had at least enough offers. Um, you know, teams at least are realizing the value of Deshaun Watson or the value that the Texans want from him. They reportedly have three offers that they're good to go with. They're just kind of waiting on on which one. And again, it all comes down to Deshaun Watson's no trade clause, so he gets to choose where he goes. And that's why I think it'll be difficult to get him in Houston or Seattle because I think he wants to play for a contender. Um, or well, he's already in Houston, but uh, Seattle is what I mean. Uh, you know, that type of deal where. Um, um, you know, he it, it, it doesn't want to go to another rebuild. That's where he was kind of going down that path with Houston. He's in yeah. the prime of his career. He wants, he probably is going to want to be with a contender. And there's a few suitors out there, Cleveland included, would be a great landing spot for him. Um, that I would think, if for football reasons, for the teams that that are out there l- looking to give the offers, which uh, from what the reports are, it's the Saints, Panthers, and Browns, and then there's the flirtation with the Falcons as well. Football-wise, I think the Browns are the best one to do, to best one to go in there. But you might also consider an NFC team because there are plenty of really good young quarterbacks in the AFC. Um, so outside of you know, hey, I got a great offensive line in Cleveland. Okay, you know, you've got everything set up there, but it's not a winning organization historically, and. That's great that you that you've you know you've got some pieces put together, but you're gonna have to beat uh, that kid out there in Buffalo for the next ten, ten years. You're gonna have to beat that kid out in Kansas City for the next ten years. You know Ru- you know Russell Wilson's out in the AFC now, so it's interesting to see the power dynamics of a lot of the young quarterbacks that are in the AFC. Will this young quarterback want to jump into the NFC where you know the, the top quarterbacks over there, Aaron Rodgers, is, is aging out? Well, we, there's a few more interesting ones that, that we haven't heard of yet. I mean, obviously, they've talked about the Panthers. That's one that I don't think – I think that the Panthers and probably Houston would be interested in because in that one, they would – you know, they get a number six pick out of the deal, but it's only one, one this year, um, another one next year. A lot of it is involving two first-rounders, two second – well, one second-rounder there. They're trying to throw in Christian McCaffrey and Sam Darnold. But that's one that I don't see um, Houston looking at. And the reason being is that's ultimately a salary dump. 
type of an issue. And there's there's just nothing that I would see that he would be interested in there. We've also talked about this is one that was that we haven't really heard about that was interesting to me was the Eagles. Um, the Eagles, who did make the playoffs, um, kind of on the cusp a little bit, have a few problems. I think their offensive line is a little troublesome, uh, but they still have some things that they can work on, I believe. Um, and then at the end of the day, we have them offering a first round number 15, a first round, two first rounders, 15 and 16 this year, second rounder next year, a third rounder this year, a fifth rounder this year. That would basically give them four picks in this upcoming draft, plus Jalen Hurts and dump the salary of Fletcher Cox. How do you see that one? Uh, yeah, I, I like that for both sides. Um, uh, you know, especially I, I, I think that uh, Jalen Hurts is, is solid. Again, doesn't probably have the upsides of some of these other quarterbacks, but they did make the playoffs with him. Um, they didn't look close in that playoff game. He, you know, he kind of shrunk in the moment. Um, I just don't know. You know, I like Jalen Hurts, as, and, and he can even be more than a stopgap quarterback, but I don't think he's going to be one of the top quarterbacks in the league someday. Um, so, you know, that's kind of the idea with the Eagles right now, and, and it's kind of the same thing with Cleveland. Jalen Hurts and Baker are, are solid quarterbacks. They're, you know, they're again, probably not um, have the, the upside of being a top 12 quarterback at this point in their careers, but, um, you know, and, and but that's where the trade-off is coming is that this guy is coming out, and he might not, you know, just go in, Deshaun Watson, that is, might not just take a job um, that's open he might go and take somebody's job that they that they have and that you feel pretty good about unless a guy like this comes on the market which isn't very often you have to remember that and you know if you're an NFL team a lot of times you're going to either you're going to have to you know luck into a guy coming to you for some reason or the other we kind of seen that with Tom Brady as of late Um, but you know it's usually going to be an aging guy but if you're going to get a young quarterback in his prime um, you know that's one of the tops in the league there's no way any anybody's going to let them go or let them get to the point where they're walking away. I mean, I guess Kirk Cousins would be the closest thing to that that we've seen over the years out there at Washington. That's the level of quarterback that you're going to typically get in free agency. So when there is a young guy um, that's as good as Deshaun Watson is that is available, um, that's why we're seeing some of these teams with already quarterbacks that they could roll with for the next three to four years um, go out and, and try to make it uh, and try to improve their team at this point because it's just, this opportunity just doesn't come up very often. Um, but I just, you know, I I, 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 it, again, it all just comes back to Deshaun and his no trade clause. So I think a lot of it's just going to come down to him because if it's up to the Houston, I mean, I'm sure they'd just take the best offer on the table, but uh, it's going to be difficult um, to work through that no trade clause. And the last one before we move on to another, t- another subject is we've talked about the Saints. You know, there's some possibilities there. Um, but, you know, for me, you know, not understanding what Michael – Thomas is going to do uh, not knowing the situation fully with Alvin Kamara. That would be one that I would probably, if I was Deshaun Watson, be a little bit hesitant of, but one that people are kind of talking about that's not as appeasing as some of the other offers and deals is the Vikings. And they're offering up a number 12 pick in the first round this year, a 2023 first round pick, a 2022 second round and a 2023 third round, but then also throwing in Daniel Hunter. And then, uh, you know, in that scenario, they would also look to simultaneously move Kirk Cousins potentially maybe to the Colts. Uh, for some reason, everybody is looking for a backup plan to Tom Brady, not knowing the, the, you know what, what's fully going to be there. So they're trying to look to the next move after that in their rebuild. So that one doesn't look as appeasing to me, but how do you view it? 
Yeah, I think that, I mean, especially with Kirk Cousins going into the final year of his contract, I think, um, you know, <laughs> it's kind of funny because we uh, hung around some Vikings fans. They certainly have their feelings about him. Um, and he's he kind of fits in that category too that we're talking about, right? You know, the, you, know probably, you know, I wouldn't say that he's, He's probably a lot more proven and a better quarterback at this point than Jalen Hurts and uh, and, and, and and Baker Mayfield for the most part. Uh, but he's you know he's up there in age and uh, you know I, I I think he's a solid quarterback, but he's not Deshaun Watson. So um, you know that could and, and the Vikings otherwise are very close. They lost a lot of close games, just kind of bad <laughs> bad luck at times last year. Um, so I mean I think they have the roster around it. I, I, that would be one that I'd be very interested in if I'm Deshaun Watson. Um, although. You know, it kind of it does you know leave the question out there of what would happen with Kirk Cousins at that point, um, because he does have a big number for his salary, but it would just be a one-year rental, so they'd probably be able to get rid of him. Yeah, absolutely. So moving on before we go into break, there's some other news that is happening in the NFL, and there's been some discussions with regards to overtime rules that some teams have put out into the atmosphere and thrown it up against the wall and hoping that it sticks. Three teams right now have taken it upon themselves to petition the NFL to make a change. Those teams are the Colts, the Eagles, the Titans, all have submitted rule proposals to the league this week. They're seeking to change the format of the league's overtime situation. We know that there are different situations that have come up over this this, this uh, playoff season, some to the good, some to the bad. But here's, here's what has been proposed. The Titans have proposed to let both teams possess the ball in overtime unless the team with the opening possession scored a touchdown and also completed a successful two-point conversion. That is one. Ironically, <laughs> such a proposal is not out of the ordinary, being that the Chiefs made such a proposal three years ago, and many fans and media members or even players have expressed a desire for both teams to at least possess the ball in some point in overtime how do you look at that one but but before before we we delve into that one there's um uh there's other proposals that are talking about um you know pretty much they're all they're all centered around this word called opportunity and i'll delve into that after that because i I found that pretty interesting but how do you view the proposals that have been put out there by the titans and 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 those three teams that have submitted changes yeah i think i think it absolutely needs to happen we've seen the 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 problem over the last few years of of, you know josh allen's and patrick mahomes losing playoff games um in overtime because of a coin flip and not having a chance to go out there and prove it themselves um at the same time you know it's really hard to kind of figure out a perfect rule for because I guess what I would be thinking is that I, maybe the first team to eight points can win, right? I mean, it, you kind of, it, but it, it gets kind of d- diluted once you are or, or, or convoluted once you kind of think about it, because you know each team wants a possession. At that point, after that, is it any score wins, you get to the field goal um, or whatever. So it's kind of hard to, to come down, and that's why they've had, they've had awful overtime rules for a long time. But I don't mind the rule of you know each team gets a possession, and whoever has the most points after that possession um, can can win the game. Right. So if one team scores seven, the other team gets to go down and have a chance to score for eight and, and, you know, have it by rule that you have to go for it if it's if it's tied at that point. Or you could have, you know, the first team try to go for two. uh, And if they get it, 
you know, at that point, would you end the game or would you have the other team try to go and get eight and continue the continue the overtime? Um, that's what makes it very hard is that there's a lot of um, circumstances that make it pretty difficult uh, if you're going to try to get both guys on the field. Other than playing, you know, just maybe play another, you know, shorten it down like the NBA does um, where you don't have a full, you know, 12-minute quarter or whatever, 15-minute quarter, shorten it down to – 10 minutes and, and whoever wins at the end of 10 minutes wins the game or you do, you go to another overtime after that. I, I think that that could be uh, more of a simplistic way to get about it as well. Yeah. So you had that scenario, scenario in the AFC championship game where the Bengals and Kansas city had played. And so a lot of this conversation is centered, centered around the word opportunity. And we saw that in that specific instance that both teams did have opportunity. And so what a lot of people are trying to say is not necessarily uh, it, it's not necessarily how the game is being concluded in the overtime but it's it's changing the wording in it and so a lot of people are talking about uh, changing the word of opportunity because in that scenario they both got opportunity you know you had um, they you know uh, Patrick Mahomes um, obviously drove for the winning um, touchdown but but the bills had that opportunity in overtime as well. When they, um, I think it was what a, a ten-yard completion on a third and one, and then they allowed the twenty-six-yarder, and then they, and then the linebacker um, was covering Kelsey, so that's how they had the touchdown. But I think they ended up having an interception was picked off in that drive, so they both had opportunity, right? But they're talking about a guaranteed of a guarantee of possession. And I think that's what a lot of people are kind of trying to allude to that give that, that possession an opportunity, not an opportunity, but a guarantee for both, both teams. And then what comes thereafter is how do you do it? Do you do it a touchdown uh, automatic go for two? Do you do it? You know, what, what is it going to be after that? And I think that's what it gets down to. What is the, the, the minor details of, of basically otherwise you can play forever and that'll wear guys out. You know, you're trying to play forever. So how did, how does that fi- finalize? Do you have any? Yeah. Any I mean, I, I think like uh, angry Rams guy says on the text line too, uh, on the starter Hammond text line, I just want them to get rid of a tie. If it goes, uh, if, if it goes to a time, both teams lose, you know, <laughs> he would even say that he'd rather have both teams lose than a tie. Um, I wouldn't say that. I think there's more, uh, you know, again, if you work it out, I know these, you kind of get into if you start playing too many minutes like I said if you have a 10 minute quarter yeah. and then another 10 minute quarter if it goes into like four overtimes then all of a sudden they're playing another game they want another game check all that yeah. guys get worn out it's football um, that's a lot to ask yeah. so I understand that but and and so it is hard I, I, I think that you know it's just it, it, it's so hard it's to come to to a conclusion it's because tough. I could even I could even make different rules for the overtime and the playoffs than in the regular season. I think that's more than anything right. is what they need to do um, is to make sure that there is no tie. But I also don't want to tie in the regular season. So if you don't like the overtime rule that I would say like ten extra minutes and whoever wins at the end of that or you're going to double overtime, yeah, that's asking a lot out of those guys. But it's playoff football. You have to come you have to come to to a conclusion. You have to have a winner to move on into the bracket that's that's just that's how playoffs work you can't have ties there if you're worried about too much play in overtime at in the regular season um you know maybe you can have it as simplistic as 
you know, what they have right now, d- just give it two possessions. And like I was saying, um, you know, e- each team after one possession, whoever has the most points wins. Or even go down to, if that's, you know, if that doesn't work out, a field goal kicking competition. I don't care what you do. Heck, you can have a <laughs> you can have 40-yard dash competition for all I care. At the end of a football game, an NFL football game, where everybody's paid pretty good money parking and getting to the game and all that, you don't want to go to a tie. I don't care if it's the regular season or not. You, you got to get those out of the game um, because it, it just and, – and, and we've heard every, after every game too, one of the players, I didn't know you could end in a tie. Yeah, that's because it's idiotic and it's silly for a league that, that makes as much money right. and as powerful as the NFL to have any way for it to come up with that. Um, I, again, there's a lot of difficulties in going through this. I don't know if there's a perfect way. Otherwise, you would have gotten to it by now. Um, but you, it's, it's been too long to have a bad playoff system. They've got to figure this out. And, you know, I, I don't think it, it can be too difficult. You just have to get the NFLPA to agree with it, I suppose. Well, before we go to break, we want you to either prepare to call into the Sutter Hammond text line. We'd like to hear just one of your guys' thoughts on it. And, you know, do you think you have a plan? Do you think you have an idea? Uh, you could uh, call us on the uh, Honda Lincoln hotline at 402-464-5685 or text us on the Sutter Hammond text line. Also at the same number, 402. We've corrected that area, 464-5685. We're going to go to break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about NCAA memories. And I want to know from you on the Sutter Hammond text line, what are your final four uh, um, play or teams that you see that's in there so you can give Stricky some help? After this, we'll come back and we'll talk NCAA March Madness memories after this. 